everybody. Welcome to the Donna and Steve experience on My Talk 1071, where talk is fun. Hey. Woo. Hey, Steve. Oh. Hey, Halls. Hey. Happy hump day, everybody. It's Donna's Friday. It's not your hump day. It's your Friday, girlfriend. You dang right. Donna's got friends coming in town. Yeah, I do. She's going to be going to Billy Joel on Friday night. Can't wait. Uh, We're at the concert with Stevie Nicks. Yeah, and that's why they're coming in, because Stevie Nicks is now opening at Madison Square Garden, and they wanted to see Stevie Nicks. Yeah, and Donna's going to be introducing them on stage. (laughs) That is not true. You've done that kind of thing a lot. I've many, 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 many more than I wanted to. Um, <laughs> many more well, times. Uh, boy, that's where you and I differ, huh? But yes, uh, so she's so. she's got a couple of days off. Elizabeth Reese from Twin Cities Live will be my co-host the next oh, couple of days, fun. which will be fun. Um, do you want to settle this? No, I don't want to talk to you about anything. You are so. I'm just telling you about this. It, I'm having a hard time waking up because it is so dark in my house. So dark. But I understand it's supposed to be brighter. Like, I'm like, just telling you what I am experiencing in my home. Hashtag my truth. My truth. Very dark. I showed you pictures. I, it is, maybe I, I just didn't notice it was darker. You, were ju- you just started saying earlier this week, like, it's so much darker in the morning now. And I was just telling you, no, but it's not. It's lighter in the morning. It's dark in the evening now, earlier. But, like, the the sun is at a higher angle now at 6 a.m. this week than it was last week. And you were yelling at me. I'm showing you pictures of how dark it is. I can't even see my hand in front of me in my bedroom. That's how dark it is. I'm having a hard time. Maybe it's because it's so cloudy out. Maybe it's the clouds. It's been cloudy for a few days now. That's all. Hashtag my truths. Okay. (laughs) But you Just know, leave the, me alone. You were you did you you were coming at me. I said it's not. It's lighter in the morning. And then you're like, no, it's not. Look at this picture. You've never been in my house at six in the morning. Okay. I'm just I saying also, how science works. I also have blackout shades in my bed. Well, flex in the morning. Why don't you? <laughs> Unbelievable. Anyway, the weather's getting great though, so don't worry about that. The wet, it's going up to like sixty next week. Is it really? It really is. That's it's going to be a little chilly this weekend. And then it's like, we have like 50s and 60s. I saw one of the local meteorologists who said, if you like a cold and wintry November, sorry, we ain't got much for you, at least Love not it. anytime soon. This is great. Living that El Nino life. Yes. Oh, yes, queen. I'm oh. El Nino. Spanish for <laughs> El Nino. <the> Nino. <laughs> uh, yeah, so maybe we. this is the beginning of an El Nino winter. Man, would that be sweet. That would be great. Uh, we do have a new Sexiest Man Alive. Do you want to hear the announcement from Jimmy Kimmel? Would love to. Okay, here we go. Please welcome people's sexiest man alive, Mr. Patrick Dempsey. Congratulations. Thank you very much. What took them so long is the I, only question I have. I don't know. I'm just happy they made a decision, and it was me this year. I'm very grateful. They great. finally made the right decision. Yes. Never give up on a dream. <laughs> How did your family react to the dream? They laughed quite they hard. They did? <laughs> uh, what? I felt like I time-traveled. Speaking of the time turning the clocks back. Has he never been the sexiest man alive before? He never has. That's shocking. And you would not have thought that it would have come in the year 2023, uh, some, what, four or five years after his last appearance on Grey's Anatomy. Hasn't been in a ton of stuff recently of of note. 
that, that, that comes to mind for me. I mean, I love the guy. Great. I'm happy for yeah, him. Yeah, very Just, handsome. I was like, what? 57 years old. Go get it. Yeah, he's got a movie coming out next month. Mm, that's, okay. you know, I, I mean, how do we think they do this? They campaign, their managers campaign with people. And then they're like, okay, let's give it to him. But he's people's like, send us a couple of shirtless photos first. We want to see that he still doesn't have a beer belly. They're not putting beer belly on for Sexiest Man Alive. Sorry, guys. It's still an objectifying thing, okay? Even in 2023. Sure. You think some 400-pound guy is going to be the sexiest man alive? No. You're right. Would have been nice, though. Like, let's say Jelly Roll. What if he would have been sexiest man alive? Then they would have broken some barriers. <laughs> but I bet they wanted to see a six-pack on L. Patrick. I don't, I don't think he's posing with his shirt off. But they want to make sure your body's still right, don't they? I guess so. Wow. Way to call out Jelly Roll. He might be on the inside of the magazine this year. You know what? Yeah, that's true. Actually, and there there was a, uh, a a guy of big bone structure who was on the inside of the magazine. Remember, I thought maybe Travis Kelsey would be the sexiest man alive. Right, right. His brother Jason Kelsey, though, was on the inside of the magazine. And his brother Jason Kelsey is a lineman. So linemen oh, are big guys. big guys. guys. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Every, right. Everything's cool. Real cool. Uh, yeah, this is getting to be a little bit jokey, right? What, the sexiest man alive? A little. A little well, bit. He does he's look just good a little cheesy. Yeah, he's very handsome. A lot of, lot, of, lot of salt coming through that pepper. Yeah. Yeah, looks good. Yeah, he does. He's a, he is a... There is, a, there is a, a, a version of a man who would have been handsome in the 1600s, in the 1800s, and here in the 2000s. It is a timeless sort of traditional handsomeness, you know? Yeah, your standard. Yeah, like Machine Gun Kelly, no. Might, right. Maybe you're into him now, but I don't right. know if he would have done well during the Renaissance. Sure. This, this guy, guy Stephen Colbert. Okay, could we with <laughs> Colbert? Boy, you guys are really hot for Colbert. Well, yesterday. we also got emails from people saying that they did a either or kind of thing, I think, okay. in their office. And it kept coming up Stephen Colbert. Really? Yeah. I don't think you're in touch with what the ladies like. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, no. no. First of all, you're, you're probably right. He just doesn't strike me as the guy who we would, in the objectifying world of sexiness, right? If we're just looking at pure physical objectification mm-hmm. here. Sure. You w- he doesn't strike me as the Patrick Dempsey, Brad Pitt, George Clooney type. Because he doesn't present himself in that way. Is he that it? Is that, the, is that the role that I'm seeing him in? I think so. Here, uh, you told my coworkers about your Rock versus Stephen Colbert question, and hands down, everyone said Stephen Colbert. They also think Pedro Pascal is sexy. Wonder, did he make it in the list? I don't know. I mean, maybe he'll appear in the magazine somewhere. Ah. Uh-huh. Huh. Love it. Anyway. Okay. Okay. Hey, I'll buy All right, it. are we good? That's fine. All right. Um... It is a Wednesday. Oh, yeah, it sure is. Today at 11.30, we'll play Whose Voice Is It Anyway? Yeah, you're sneaking up on me. I'm not sneaking up. We're tied up. Damn it. We're tied up here. Okay. And uh, this is going to be great. So it's, I believe, I believe it's 16 to 16. That's when we guess celebrity voices out of context, but we play it name that tune style, bidding against each other. How few of seconds can you identify the celebrity voice? So play with us at 11.30. 10.30, we'll do the College of Pop Culture Knowledge when we come back, though, we were talking about Megan Fox's poetry yesterday. Oh, yeah. We Real read dark. some of it. Donna Real read it. Dark. We had two wildly different interpretations of it. Yeah, we did. It. And um, so staying in the poetic vibe, 
There is a poem that someone put together that, yeah, and snap it out, gang, all right? There's a poem that someone put together that is supposed to make you feel inspired. We should listen to this. Okay. And we will all feel inspired together. So we'll put the whole thing to the test and then see how we feel after. Stay with us. It's Donna and Steve on my talk. Hey guys, it's Donna for Bradshaw and Bryant Law Firm, where they are really dedicated to helping people under the most difficult of circumstances. Whether you've suffered an injury, lost a loved one in a fatal accident, or if you're facing criminal charges, Mike Bryant assures that every legal tool at their disposal will be used to protect your rights. Um, Not only... Uh, does Mike understand the legal aspect of personal injury? But as a parent, he knows how it can affect families. Oftentimes, there are medical expenses, there are lost wages, there are rehab costs, there's distress, which can change things for everyone at home. You could get a hold of Mike or a member of his team for a free consultation to assess your case. And if you do have an actionable case, Bradshaw and Bryant will put their knowledge and experience to work for you. Justice for the injured, it's their slogan, but also the reasons they are attorneys. Making a positive difference in people's lives is what they do. Uh, Set up that consultation at minnesotapersonalinjury.com. Hey. Hey, everybody. Good morning. Welcome back to the Donna and Steve Show on My Talk 107.1. Everything entertainment. Donna Valentine and Steve Patterson. Holly Roberts with us, too, for hour one. I would like a massage now. I thought about you the other day because I was going through the mall, walking through the mall, and there's like an actual store yeah, yeah, yeah. where they're doing massages. Yeah, so you can get the corridor massage, the mall massage, where you're out there right next to generally where they sell calendars and buckets of popcorn, sure. and like at Eden Prairie Center, so you can right. do it right there. And you're on display. I mean, you're in the center atrium area. Right. That's where I like to get. Oh, massages. Right, of course. Um, I'm not surprised. Yeah, and I have a little shirt on that says TV Steve Patterson on the back. Um, no, I just like it there. I like the, I like the non-pomp and circumstance of like, am I laying on a table? Am I soaking my feet? I like the, I'm walking through, my neck hurts, rub my neck. Okay. They also, same business, have a in a, an actual storefront. And it offers the same services and more. So you can get a traditional table massage if you want there reflexology massage, etc. But I think the last time I got one of those massages, I believe I called my wife and said, I don't think I'm ever going to get one of those massages again because every time it feels like a good idea and I usually leave in pain and the majority of, let's say it's a 20-minute massage I get, 12 to 14 minutes of those will be spent with me face down, eyes slowly becoming bloodshot, thinking, should I tell them that this is too much pressure? When do I jump in and say this is too much pressure? So it's not exactly the relaxation. Whereas, like, for instance, if you go to a different, like a massage envy or something like that. Sure. Then I feel like this is like a Swedish massage. I just, they're not trying to hurt me. Elbows aren't involved. Nobody's kneeing me in the back. I wonder why you have a problem with that. You usually don't have a problem with confrontation. In my experience. You know what's funny? I don't really (laughs) like confrontation. Although, as I get older, I am becoming more comfortable in not agreeing with people. Where in other places, I would have sort of just been like, okay, whatever the agreeable thing is. But I'm I'm starting to be more forthright in my communication. That's funny. I don't like confrontation. But you you don't sense that. 
Not in my personal experience, no. <laughs> Quite the contrary. Anyway, I mean, what's the big deal saying? Oh, can you just do a little less pressure? There yeah. is no big deal. That's the trouble with it. There is no big deal. Holly, do you know this about Steve, that he is uh, very uncomfortable returning items to a store, very. like waiting in line at customer service to return something, like at Target? Well, you gotta own that, Steve. That is an area of growth. You gotta own that. Do they sit? Do the objects sit in your car, and then yes. you just drive by Target and you start to get a little bit sweaty? If I get into that line where I'm returning it, I am legitimately going through an alibi in my head. Which, by the way, and then and then my <laughs> wife would be like, "Oh, I should return that," but I don't know. And I'm like, "I'll tell her." Like you return it? Uh, no, no. I'll tell her when she says I need to return something. What a what a hypocrite I am. I'll say. It says, if for any reason you are right. dissatisfied, return it. Right. And then it's my turn, and I'm like, oh, uh, uh, any reason came up. I didn't like it. It didn't fit, whatever. And I'm in line thinking they're going to see right through me, and then they're going to put me in they Target jail. I'll never like see my family again. He's a 16-year-old kid. You think she cares or he cares? Yeah. But they have the power when they say, uh, is there a reason for the return? They yeah, but, don't usually uh, say that. They say, is there anything wrong with it? Yeah. You say, nope, it just didn't fit. And nope, if it, it's a reason, like it. okay. didn't like it, it's fine. The shirt doesn't have feelings. It's an inanimate object. Correct. The power dynamic, though, of the 16-year-old uh-huh. versus me in that situation yeah. is very tilted in their favor. Ooh, and I boy. sense that they know that. They, they can smell fear. The People next 10 years service. for you, Steve, are going to be very interesting. <laughs> you know, I don't feel the same fear with my, my my children. I feel much more aware of my position in their life. Right, right. But the, the power dynamic is really spun around in a return line. Home Depot line, I'm sitting there thinking, they're probably thinking, why is this guy returning these screws? Just keep the screws, man. It's like $3. Just keep them. You're a weird cat. Appreciate you. Thank you. Thanks for calling me Kat, because I want to talk to you about poetry. Okay. <laughs> there is a shoe company that you know called Asics. Hold on. Put on this beret. Ouch! Okay. All right. Here we go. So there's a shoe company called Asics. You probably know them. And they recently commissioned a poet named Charlie Cox to engineer a poem to put you in a better mood. Okay. So Charlie created the poem from more than 40,000 submissions from people sharing what inspired them to get active. Oh. Now, Asics also hired a music producer to create an instrumental track to play behind the poem. And this is important. That song that the music behind is at 111 hertz frequency, which is supposed to help produce endorphins when you hear it. Okay. So they say that the result is they've created a poem that will put you in a better mood and inspire you to get up and get going just by hearing it. Do you want to listen to the whole thing? I say we listen to the whole thing. Okay. This will, uh, and then let's see. How do you feel right now, everybody? My talk listener, how do you feel? What's your mood? And now, how do we feel after this? It can feel gloomy in here. The overwhelm, the sleepy sludge. Fighting off the thought of just for a day giving up. Screaming, give me a break. Why can't waking up be enough? Breaking up with faking thoughts of everything is fine, thanks. Because it's not. Being human is tough. I need time to show myself some love. I want to shake my body until it releases tiny voices that sing songs my head can shake off. I want to bathe in the commotion. I want to become the very notion of a transformation. 
I am every ounce, stretch and bounce of feeling. I am the crowd of my mind's elation, showing myself with every minute that what I never thought possible, even this morning, will keep on shifting. With the bass thump of my heart, with the pace of my feet, all of this meets in my mind. Nothing feels better than this brilliance, than this healthy, empowered, committed moment. It's a little long, and I could do without the accent. Donna Valentine. <laughs> what that's is 2023. That? English people get to read poetry, too. I'm not even sure that's English. That might be Australian. No, it's that's a blimey. Oh, a blimey. I Wake don't even up know what she said. Bloody I, hell, another day. Had no idea what she said in the first sentence. Sure. It was a bit of a jarring start. <laughs> I mean... Uh, didn't do it for me. If you see the video, that's kind of cool. Yeah. It's pretty good. Yeah. Let's just cut maybe 45 seconds off of that. Yeah, that was about a minute 20 that you heard. So mm. that's, we want this down to a television commercial? Correct. Yeah. Okay. All right. Anything else you want to say about British people while we're at it? No, I love British people. I just, that particular British person just didn't do the best read for me. Blimey. Fake up, finish. Love, not a stormy sludge. Wonderful. Should I get one? Hey, when we come back. Oh, listen to this. Uh, Matthew Perry had pitched a superhero project before his death. Let's talk about that when we come right back on my talk. Hey, guys. Donna here for my new friends at Energy Savers Fireplaces. This is a local family-owned business. They've been around since I was like 10 years old. Uh, Whether choosing a fireplace or replacing an older one, picking out the right type for your space, that's a really important decision. The staff at Energy Savers Fireplaces can help you scope out an area in your home to put a new fireplace. They can help you design it. Or if you're replacing, they can help you consider your options. Wood, gas, pellet, electric inserts it doesn't matter what you're looking for um indoors outdoors fire pits energy savers fireplaces is your one-stop shop you know it's a great business when their reviews are all all of them are five-star reviews and their installers have been with the company for 20 to 25 years if you're thinking about a fireplace or dreaming of one go to energysaversfireplaces.com or stop by they're just off 36 in uh, highway 36 in oakdale family owned and operated since 1976. hey guys welcome back Thanks for listening. It's Donna and Steve on My Talk 1071, Everything Entertainment. Don't forget, we got a cool giveaway coming up before our show is over. Yeah, we're giving away a pair of tickets to see the Jonas Brothers at the XL Energy Center, which I believe is happening next week. Yeah. Pretty fun. They're really good. They I are like really to good. I'd go to that show. Yeah, can I get the tickets? I know, right? I mean, all we do is freaking bleed, sweat, and cry over here for the sake of entertaining the masses. And then they send us to freaking Trace Atkins. <laughs> Are these sweet tickets that we're giving away? I don't know. I don't know. I didn't look at them. I don't know. The information is in the hands of the producers. Oh, Queen, you know when to release your power. Thank you. Uh, hey, this is kind of uh, not completely surprising, but um, it looks like Friends is right now number one as far as 
streaming series. It is the number one pop, most popular show on U.S. streaming services in the past week. That, of course, coming after the news of Matthew Perry's death. I wonder, like, I'm trying to see what the uh, demographic is that's watching it. But anyway, no, 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 no. That makes sense. Isn't that how we yeah. we we grieve pop culture yep. people? Um, we read their book, we right. watch their movie, we watch their show, we listen to their music. Right. We buy their music. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very much so. Um, I almost started watching Cheers last night, but instead I watched something else. I watched Frasier, which I'll tell you about a little bit later. Oh, be anxious to get your thoughts on that. You'll just have to wait. 10.45 is the time to tune in for that. Thank you. Thank you, Donna. All right. Um, hey, listen, speaking of Matthew Perry, this is kind of interesting. Um, <clears throat> Adam McKay uh, was doing a uh, an interview recently, and he revealed that Matthew Perry had pitched him with an ambitious idea for a comeback. And that was going to be a project inspired by his life and career. So he said his pitch was a project called Matt Man with Matthew Perry um, in the leading, you know, lead role. I like the idea of this pitch. So, okay, it's about a guy. You'd recognize him. His name is Matt. He's very famous. He's about 50 years old. His life is a little bit of a mess. He's lost. But out of the blue, a distant relative dies and leaves him $2 billion, and he uses it to become a superhero. He, Matt, uh, Matthew Perry envisioned himself in the leading role, and he didn't know if it, the project should be a movie or a TV series. Well, Adam McKay was not in love with the concept, but he admired like Matthew Perry's vulnerability in pitching this. Mm-hmm. And he said he believed that his idea was just to do a show about this popular, well-known TV guy who's dealing with addiction. And it would be a fictional version of what Matthew Perry struggled with. And he said, um, you know, you go everywhere you go, people yell your catchphrases um, and he said, as far as the addiction goes, it's like, it could be an incredible show. It could be really funny. And we're at a place now where people are more accepting of talking about mental health issues, which is great and things like that. But the project never materialized because Matthew Perry wasn't interested in Adam McKay's take. And sure. so it just, it was just kind of like, okay. Hmm. That would have been that would have been cool. I like Matthew Perry's idea better than Adam McKay's. You do with those two back to back. Be a little more difficult to pull off, right? I mean, you don't you don't see Matthew Perry in a superhero form, but you'd buy it more if it was this guy who is lost, life ain't going well, maybe battling addiction, etc. And then super rich oil tycoon uncle leaves him two billion dollars, and he's like, "Holy crap, you could do anything!" And then yeah. somebody like one of his friends jokes in passing, "It's like Bruce Wayne money." Yeah. And then he's like, wait a minute, Batman, Batman, could I become a superhero? And then it's him foolishly, clumsily trying to figure out, like, 
can you actually buy your way into being a superhero if you get all the tech and all this kind of stuff? Meanwhile, he's battling all these other things behind the scenes that are going on in his life. This is ultimately just trying to cover mm, up. Look at, and you trying end, to sell, look at you trying to sell this. The superhero thing isn't what solves it, but it's what he learned about himself in the process. So it doesn't nice. like save his Gotham by becoming sure. Matman, but he, he... Saves himself, maybe? Come on, Queen. All right. Anyway, right, why? Hollywood USA, are you listening? Honest <laughs> to goodness. You know, one of his um, last posts was him hanging out in a hot tub, and he had used, I don't know if it was a hashtag, Matman? Yeah, yep. He was yeah. doing that. There were several Instagram posts, several of his last included, like, the hashtag Matman. He yeah. had, at the bottom of his pool the Batman logo and it lit up and you could see it from overhead. Oh, really? So cool. Oh, that's pretty cool. Oh, man. Anyway. You know, because it's, there's an element of Birdman. Sure. In that. With Michael Keaton. How the heck did they shoot that? If you haven't seen that movie. Is that all one shot? The whole movie? That's what it looks like. It appears like it's one long, unbroken shot. And if you have not watched Birdman and you think I don't have an interest in it, but I bet you like Michael Keaton, so there's a reason. But even if you don't, Watch it just to see if you can find out where they yelled cut. Sure. Because it is a really fascinating feat. Did you like you like that movie? From what I remember, I like that movie. I mean, I didn't love it. I like a traditional but superhero movie more, but that's not what it was dark, trying to be. Super like. Are we okay? Are we talking about the color of the screen or the topic? The topic. Okay. I mean, and the ending. I forget the ending. I forget a lot of the movies I see. That's I why I can repeat. Ends well. I'll just say that. When's the last time you watched Catch Me If You Can? Ten years ago, maybe? Eight? That was a good one. That When my brother found out I hadn't watched it, he was like, you need to sit down and watch this movie. And so while he was in town, we watched it. That was a really good movie. It wasn't, didn't they have the real guy at the end? Frank Abernathy? Or, or am I thinking of Wolf of Wall Street? Well, could be that, but that guy that Leonardo DiCaprio's character in Catch Me If You Can is based on is a real guy, speaks, ended up working for, what is it, the CIA or whatever, and now okay. you're like, does a speaking circuit where my brother was like, wait until you hear. Like, I think he does real. appear at the end. I do. It's like what they say in Shawshank, Donna. Uh, get me out of here. You know it. It's one of the classic lines that we like to quote. Okay, wait, 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 wait. Help me. It actually didn't have anything to do with oh. it. I was just bringing it up for random purposes. Oh, but there is me. a famous Shawshank line, I think. Maybe the, the the most famous Shawshank line, I believe, comes from Morgan Freeman. And it is... Who's also in the Batman trilogy with Christian Bale. Full circle! Get blank blank or get... Blank, oh, blank. sure. Get to live in or get to die in. We'll round. We'll grade you on a curve. Get busy living or get busy dying. I think okay. that's a Morgan Freeman quote. Thank you, Steve. You're... I feel so inspired. When's the last time you watched Shawshank? Oh, I think I've only seen it once. That's a good movie. We... When's the last time you watched Shutter Island? Never seen that. You would like that. Leonardo DiCaprio. Is that a uh, movie? Yeah. Martin. 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 That is a, that's a good movie. Shutter Island. I don't, I don't, that doesn't even ring a bell. Shutter Island. Shutter Island. What's well, it has about? to do with a prison 
and uh, at a remote location, as I recall. All right, all right. If we're going to talk prisons, how about the Kevin Bacon movie? Which one? What's it called? You know, the one where he's in the... It's called The Big House? Bacon in the Big House? Uh, it's uh, Kevin Bacon. Bacon! Uh... Sharon! <laughs> Kevin Bacon uh... jail movie. Jail movie. There was a form of jail in, in Footloose, you could argue. Right? Murder in the first. Oh, boy. Real good. Real good. Christian Slater. Thank you. You had a pretty cool vibe for a while there, huh? He was just in something that I watched with Jessica Biel. Uh, it's pretty much a Dateline story. Not surprising. He was great. He was great. She was Okay. What does she do? How old is um, Christian Slater? I have it. I'm asking you. I know the age. Um, 52. Pretty close. 54. Okay. 54. Halfway to 108. Okay. Thank you for that. Uh, Back to Matthew Perry. Uh, TMZ had a little write-up that he was uh, buried near other celebrities. They were trying to figure out, do we know exactly where... His burial plot is at the Forest Lawn Cemetery, which is in Hollywood Hills. I bet that's a beautiful cemetery. Uh, yeah, it is. And, and portions of it are very, very ornate. There's a lot of money. This is not your traditional burial plot. There's a lot of money that goes into securing a location there. And his casket has been placed within the walls of the Sanctuary of Treasured Love. It's a private section on the grounds. It's gated off. It's secluded. Uh, and the privacy and security has to do with who else is buried there. And that includes Carrie Fisher, Debbie Aww. Reynolds, Aww. Michael Clark Duncan, um, among some other big celebs. So it's like in this enclosed area. And the, by the look of it, it does not look like, you know, you can you can just be buried in the ground. This looks you're like, like entombed. You're, yeah, but almost like, I, I hate to be dark here, but like at a, at a coroner's office in the uh, like in a a TV drawer. show. Kind of like a drawer, but with a marble face to it and, and, and it looks ornate and there's a little bench in there and it's open air above it so there's like a big huge cutout skylight in the ceiling oh wow i do love oh, anyway a beautiful cemetery yeah there's uh there's something you know beautiful about that yeah how about in the rocky rocky balboa when's the last time you saw rocky balboa i got news for you folks there's a there's a nice scene there when rocky goes and visits the gravesite of adrian Who's passed away after a battle with cancer, and that's a that's a good graveyard scene if you like mm-hmm. a good graveyard scene. Okay, thank you. Here's the thing, guys: just be fluid in your conversation. Don't <laughs> stay within the normal, reasonable <laughs> bounds of it. It's like stream yeah. of consciousness. Where are we going? We're a lava lamp. <laughs> you know, we'll stay inside of the little jar, lava but lamp. we don't it's know. Like- when we're going to break off and become a little ball and then right. join again with Ooh, the big ball. Look at me. I'm an amoeba. Yeah. Spencer's <laughs> gift of broadcasting. Right. Yes. Yeah. Love me a good Spencer. Well, Spencer's. you don't see a lot of lava lamps anymore. Or Spencer's. I don't even know if there are Spencer's anymore. I think there might oh, be one yeah. here or there. Yeah. Do you, you think we have one in the Twin Cities? Sure do. Do we really? Multiple. You're kidding. No. Like where? Uh, there's one at Rosedale Center. No way. I believe there might still be one at Mall of America. Still a bunch of the sophomoric stuff, like wieners on hats and stuff. Uh, I hope so. <laughs> That's my my mom used to always be like, "All right, guys, we'll meet back at the food court in an hour. Don't go into Spencer's gifts." And oh, we'd be no. like, "All right, mom." There's a large percentage of folks in. who had their sexual awakening in the gift card section sure. at Spencer's. There's yeah. some pretty sexy posters. Uh huh. 
<laughs> I want to leave now. Oh, Spencer, uh, that's great. Uh, we oh, my gosh. Go. What? When we come back, what? see something, say something. Don't click, Donna. Okay. Don't click. I won't click. There is a photo of a woman at a bridal shop. That has gone viral. We have the, the internet has debated before: is it a black dress or a blue dress? This inspires an entirely different conversation. The woman who had the photo taken of her said, when she saw the photo on her phone outside, she almost vomited. She just could not. She was overcome with what she had seen. Really? I'll tell you what she saw. We'll get Donna's reaction. That when we come back, Donna and Steve on my talk. Donna and Steve on My Talk 1071, where talk is fun. I'm having fun. You having fun, Steve? Everybody having fun? Holly? Fun. Yay. All right. Well, this is the place where we believe if you see something, you should say something. Steve apparently saw something, so let's get to it. Hey, if you see something, say something. Oh, that is catchy, huh? Time for If You See Something, Say Something with Donna and Steve. If you see something, say something. Come Come on and party tonight. Wow. Sorry, guys. I just finished a Celsius. I'm all jazzed and jacked for this freaking story. Hold on to your butts. Donna, don't look until I tell you to look, okay? Fine. Quit yelling at me. I love optical illusions. I love them. I love them so hard. Hey, how do you feel about optical illusions? I'm just curious. Big fan. Mm. Here is one that has the internet scratching their head. Okay. There is a woman named Tessa Coates who claims that she was so creeped out by a photo of herself at a bridal shop trying on a wedding dress that she almost vomited in the street. Now, the cynical side of you says, so what? It didn't fit. Try a bigger dress on, right? Like, what could cause someone to see a picture and be like, oh, my gosh, I'm going to throw up. Don't go so hard on yourself, friend. Nothing to do with how the dress fit. In the photograph, Mm -hmm. she is standing. Stay with me on this. Okay. Especially the listener. Donna, you'll, you'll get to see a picture in a moment. Okay. But again, don't click on it yet. I want to. Don't, Donna. Donna. Please take your hand off of the mouse, Donna. Fine. In the photo... She is standing with her back to the camera, and she is standing in front of two mirrors. Okay. The crazy thing is that the three versions of herself, the back of her, and then the two mirror images. Are these like the kind of... It's like like a... Imagine if there are two mirrors that form a V. Okay. Okay, it's a V wall. One side is a mirror. The other side is a mirror. So there are three images of her. The actual person that you see, okay. and then the two mirror reflections, okay? okay. <laughs> That's where it starts. Well. I'm clicking. No, Donna, okay. don't. Each of the reflections have her with her arms in different positions. Tessa says that the image is not photoshopped. It was not taken with any special functions like live image or panorama, which can sometimes alter an image. She said it's a legit photo straight from an iPhone. And that's why she's so disturbed by it. She joked, look, maybe it's a glitch in the matrix. So she took it to a genius bar at an Apple store. This is like their help desk to show it to one of their experts. Several employees were as confused as she was, but one of the bosses, Donna, hand off the mouse. (laughs) 
But one of the bosses, named Roger, figures knew what it was. Roger explained that the iPhone isn't a camera. It's a computer. And the way it captures images is by taking a burst of shots left to right. And then it stitches them together virtually instantaneously. He said that a quick movement of her arms combined with the mirrors created a, quote-unquote, one-in-a-million illusion. Tessa seems satisfied by that, but some people online are still having trouble buying it since it seems like if this, Donna, if this were the case, more people would have discovered these glitches in their images, too. There is no official comment or explanation from Apple, but somebody else suggested it might just be a result of some new tech that Apple is beta testing, which tries to enhance photos by combining multiple elements. But there's no blur in these pictures. Okay. There's nothing. I'm clicking. Now you okay. can click. Click the link, and then you scroll down to the very bottom. Okay. It's almost like if you saw two ghost versions of yourself. That's what I was wondering, if it was ghost-like. Okay, um... That's a pretty confusing photo. Yeah, it look almost looks like arms it's photoshopped. In all of the pictures. Okay. One of them, two arms down by the side, the reflection on the left. The actual person has one arm bent up at her uh, navel, other arm down by her left side. The other mirror reflection image has both hands up at their side. Pretty that is, interesting. That's terrifying. So, uh, so imagine just for kicks and giggles here, yeah. you are at the bridal shop, you get this picture, and then you go outside and you're looking through, and then you see this, and it dawns on you how odd the thing is that you're seeing. Yes, you could understand why she would it, suddenly it, be like, "Holy crap, what the heck is that?" Let's just say your hands are folded in front of you, in both mirrored images. They are doing not what she's doing. One has two arms down, one has one arm up, one down, the other has two arms up. Each one, no two are the same. That is messed up. Dude. Ain't that messed up? That's messed up. Here, watch. We'll now I'll do creepy music everyone. and it'll make you feel funny. Feel funny now, Donna? Yeah, I sure do. See, that's Foley. I don't like that. Thank you for the Foley. That's messed up. Will we start to see more Matrix glitch photos? I hope not. Maybe. But then again, you won't know what to trust because of AI. So now people are going to be like, hey, this is my Matrix glitch. This is mine, and we won't be able to believe anything. Well, we're still living in a simulation right now, you know. Here we go. Right? We could be. Yeah, because the technology, (laughs) if it advances so much, who's to say that it hasn't already advanced to make this a simulation? Like, we have already reached the Matrix, Mm. and the Matrix is so smart that we it make wants us to make us think that that's not happening. You know, I was driving to work today, and I thought to myself, I could be dead for all I know. Right. I could be dead. I don't know. I don't know what dead is. Maybe this is dead. This is now we're in a college philosophy class. Let's get into it. <laughs> I have no idea. I mean, we're just a little speck, a flea on the back of an elephant. That's right. Yeah. It's crazy. Now you're getting deep here. I've never seen the Matrix. I don't even know what your, the, those references are. I assume it's like this type of thing, right? Well, the Matrix is we have our reality. But in fact, our bodies are connected to the matrix. The computers have taken over the world and they use our bodies for fuel. So you're plugged into the matrix right now, but your body is in a weird gooey pod. Ew. So we're like a video game. Kind of. Gooey. Pod. Um, 
Yeah, I saw this random scene from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. You ever watch that? Yeah, good show. And it was a scene. It just popped up on TikTok. Lord only knows why. But it was um, it was this scene where, I don't even know the characters' names, but where they were having a debate about evolution and why you, one of them was trying to convince the other why evolution wasn't a slam dunk. And then he was going back and talking about Aristotle, Galileo, and Newton. And he was like, so Aristotle at this time was the smartest scientist on the planet. And here's what he thought, and here's how wrong he was. So then he would, like, on the whiteboard, label him a science bitch. (laughs) And then he was like, now let's fast forward to Galileo. Galileo. And he told all these really smart things about Galileo. And then the way that he was so massively, fundamentally wrong... But at the time, if you said, wait, no, Galileo might not be right. It's like, no, it's science. He's right. Boom. But now he's a science bitch. It was interesting in terms of stretching your your thinking, becoming yeah. a bit more elastic with our brain and not so, you know, hard and fast about stuff. But like, yeah, are you so willing to white. think? Are you yeah. willing to allow yourself to get uncomfortable in sure. thought? And those philosophical arguments are always very interesting because when you break it down, there's really nothing that you can indisputably prove very, very little that you can indisputably prove to your point of what if I was in a dream? I can't disprove that. Right. And so then that sort of belief should allow, you see it actually a lot with atheist and non atheist of saying this has to give us room to sort of realize how much faith all of our positions take. Are There's an element of faith for all that. I feel like we <laughs> might be. I think we're high. Who was waking and thinking <laughs> this morning? Paula, you started it. You said we were in a matrix glitch or something. We don't know that we're not. Crazy, man. Hey, man. All right. I'm going to take a break. I'm hungry for chocolate. Maybe I am high. <laughs> Music news next.